Welcome, welcome once again, and uh, thank y'all for being here this morning. And uh, we started last week. We were talking about about healing, and uh, we still got more things to discuss about that. And there's a very much of a need for being able to be healed and to, to be healthy and whole and complete. And we need to know what our part is about doing that. How. We need to do what we need to do to be able to receive freely from God, to be able to freely receive these things that we are entitled to as sons and daughters of God, as heirs to the king. And uh, we need to look at a few of these things. Now, I had a question that popped up from one of my podcast listeners. um, And they asked about, because we were talking about previously about our prayer and we talk about our faith and uh, I had mentioned that sometimes when we we tend to repeat ourselves we're redundant in our prayers and we do it for the fact that we're not seeing the results quick enough or we're afraid that God doesn't hear us or we're afraid that you know God's just not moving quick enough or maybe he don't understand our needs you know, we tend to get a little a little hyper when we're not getting our needs met in the time frame that we think we need to do it. So we'll tend to go back and we'll ask for the same things over and over again. And when we do it from that point of view, we are doing it in a lack of faith. So the question came up to be, are there times that we do we need to ask for things more than once? And that answer is yes. And the differentiation between the two is, is first of all, why are you doing it? And how to know when and where to do the two different things. And the word tells us that every day is new. It's a, it's a brand new day every day. We have new opportunities to be forgiven. We have new opportunities to sin. We have, every day is a new, new day. And some things we face daily battles of. And for those types of things, we need to have daily prayer for. For instance, we are going out into the world. There are things in the world that want to harm us. So we need to be in prayer daily for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, that we will be protected from these unknown dangers. We live in a fallen world. There are things like bacteria. There are things like germs. There are things like viruses that can invade our bodies and make us sick. These things we encounter on a daily basis. Those are things that we should be in prayer for on a daily basis because each and every day is different. Now, These things are not for us to be in fear of. In fact, just the opposite. Because we have a relationship with God. Because before we ask for these things in prayer, we should have a confidence that the Lord is going to take care of us. And we should not be fearful. That's just one thing to to keep in mind as we go forward through this lesson today. Is, you know, the Lord is with us. And what are we asking for? And we also need to be specific about what we are asking for so many times when we pray we pray such a broad broad spectrum prayer just kind of cover everything lord please bless me 
bless my family, bless my church, you know, just throw it out there. Just and it doesn't give God any real parameters to work. I mean, how can you be thankful in your prayers if you're not direct about what you are praying for? God wants us to be bold. He wants us to be direct. He wants us to be specific about what we are asking for. Now, I want to stop and I want to look at a couple things. I want to show you a couple things today. And uh, the first thing we need to do is look at Mark 6, verse 4. In chapter 6, we find that, that Jesus is doing his... His world tour, and he's coming in back into Nazareth, his hometown. And in verse 4 we see, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and amongst his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he lay his hands upon the few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around the villages teaching. All right, so I want to stop and, and verse 5 as our, as our focus here for the moment is that he couldn't do any mighty works. And the reason is because they didn't believe. They didn't believe who he was. They didn't believe his reason for being there. They didn't believe any of that. They were full of unbelief. So how does that translate to us today? If we do not believe then God cannot work. Faith is what activates God. He couldn't do anything mighty. Well, he said he was able to lay his hands upon a few sick. And those were individuals, individuals that amongst them that did believe that said, okay, Lord, please heal me. And it's just like, just like any time we have a big group. We can have a church, and it can be full of people. But if we don't have faith as a church, as a group, as a, a group of believers, then we don't have any real power as that church. But there can be a few individuals that have that faith, and their needs will be answered. Because God's not going to abandon one just because of a group. So we see that. And then we're going to reinforce that in Romans 4, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. And he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. All right, so let's recap. God told Abraham that he was going to have a son through his wife, which were both in very advanced ages, that was in the normal realm of life. It would be impossible for 
these two people to conceive a child, but God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations, and it all started with this son that he was going to conceive this way. That is what God said. Okay, now, I want you to, you can take anything you want to do, and you can place that into what God said, because we know what God says. So if we want to be healed, we know through the word of God that God says that you shall be healed. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. There is tons of scripture we can go through that says we are to be healed. So we know what God says. That's what God says. Now, what we have to do is we have to do exactly what Abraham did. We have to not stagger. We have to be in strong faith and we have to give glory to God. He was fully persuaded. Now take a moment to to think about what that means. Fully persuaded. You know, the Word of God uses certain words and God is very specific about what he chooses to use. Fully persuaded. Now think about someone that is is fully persuaded. We've all ran to these people that have some kind of ideology that they have convinced themselves that something is a certain way and no matter what you say, no matter what evidence you put before them that is what they're going to believe we've seen it all through the elections that people got a certain mindset about a certain person one way or the other and anytime they was presented with any kind of facts any kind of truth any kind of else they Simply ignored it because it didn't matter what you had to say, what evidence shows, what truth is. They were fully persuaded to believe how they've already set their mind to believe. Now, what I'm talking about now is in a negative aspect. But when we're talking about God, that is the way we need to be. And see, it kind of fits in the same realm because we look at all the facts here. And in the natural, in the normal, in the way of the world, this is ludicrous. That this woman in her advanced age, this man in her advanced age, are going to conceive this child. That's scientifically impossible. You know, for many of us, if we had been in their shoes, we would have simply dismissed it. But you know, Abraham didn't say, well, that might happen. He didn't say, well, I hope that happens. He didn't say, well, God might come through. This could happen. No, there is no wavering. There is none of these wavering words at all. He was fully persuaded. God said it. He believes it. End of story. And we see that through his faith, that what God said did manifest. 
His promise was fulfilled. God gives us all kinds of promises. He tells us all kinds of things in His Word. The thing we have to do is to allow it to manifest through faith. See, because so many times we are not fully persuaded. We like to walk around and say that we're believers, we are full of faith, we love Jesus, we're Christians, but the fact is, we don't, we're not fully persuaded. We like the idea of it, we like the way it sounds, but we don't operate that way. You can just listen to the way a person prays sometimes. If it be God's will. God, I'd like to be healed. And if it be your will, I'll be healed. We know what God's will is. So we don't have to wonder. See, when we say things like that, well, if it be your will, we're saying that God is actively making choices about who he's going to heal and who he's not going to heal. Like it's some kind of lottery. Like it's some kind of special favor for certain people. And that's simply not the case. If he does it for one, he'll do it for all. We see that, that Jesus healed. We see that the apostles healed. We even had, we talked about last week, that there was other people that wasn't in the group and they were going around doing these things too. We all have the ability to do it. But yet we seem to always want to give God an out. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Is it that we don't want to be disappointed is it because so many things in life disappoint us that we don't want to be that committed? So many times we have so much of a, a commitment issue. You know, we don't want to sign that contract because we always think about the, the what if. We don't want to commit into a relationship because we don't, we don't want to get hurt. We have all these different things that we shy away from from commitment and and God is is no different we use God as an emotional thing it's like buying a lottery ticket you know if you have a decent amount of common sense you know when you buy a lottery ticket the more than likely you are not going to win the Odds are not in your favor. But what, what we do it for is not for a retirement plan. We do it for that, that dopamine rush. We, that, that what if. For that few seconds, there's that what if. And we use it for a form of hope. And we sit there and we daydream about it. What can we do with all this money? How would it change our lives? We do that for the effect. And we do the same thing with God. We think about how our lives could be different if this would only happen, if this prayer would manifest, if I could be healthy again, if I could do this, if I could do that. And then we think about it the same way we do with that lottery ticket. Well, it's just a long shot. It's just a, a one in a million chance. But it's not that way. God 
tells us. His answers are yes and amen. He wants us happy, healthy, and whole. So we know his will. We know what he wants for us. So why do we question it? Healing can be difficult. Because sometimes it's hard to see God in it. Sometimes it's a time frame. And there's so many different ways it can take place. And see, every time that we, we pray, we have the, in our, our mind already an idea about how we want it to happen. You know, and for most of us, we want to just wake up one morning feeling better. Does it happen that way? Yes. Does it happen other ways? Yes. And God has his plan. God has a way of using each and every situation. You know, it's not always about our, our comfort. It's always not about our happiness. It is about the furthering the kingdom of heaven. It is about growing us as people. It is about preparing us for the next step. It is about carrying us a little bit further. It is about building our faith. And see, a lot of times, most of the time, almost always, is when we're doing all these other things that we need in our lives, the things that we want... Our, our happiness, our feelings to feel good, our comfort, you know, temporary things, those are what we're concentrating on, but those are get pushed away because we got to have the big stuff. You know, we ask God to, to just simply just to feel better. Well, you know, if someone wants to walk up here right now and bring me a milkshake... I would feel better. I would feel better than I do right now because I enjoy a milkshake. But the thing of it is, it's going to go away. And then I'm probably going to feel bad for drinking it. And then that whole situation is gone. And that's the kind of effect that we want from God. But God wants us to have an experience with him. God wants us to go to the limit. God wants us to trust in Him. God wants us to allow Him to carry us through and see us through. And God wants us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is Him. He wants us to see that. Many times in healing, we want God just to simply do everything. We have to do what we can do along in the process. And then God's going to walk alongside us. He's going to push us where we need to be pushed. And when things get too bad, he's even going to pick us up and carry us. But the thing is, we have to get up and get on that journey. So, for example, you might wake up with a headache in the morning. So we can pray about that headache. You know, headaches can be pretty detrimental. It's one of those things that's hard to really do anything when your head's a pounding. But what we can do also is, is that we can take a couple of Tylenol. We can do our part. We can do things to make ourselves healthier. We can get to a healthier weight. We can exercise. We can give ourselves the proper 
nutrition. These are all things that, that we can do. And there's certain people that believe that if we're going to just strictly let God handle all of our needs, that we don't need doctors. There was a group around here that believed that way, that you know, they was going to handle everything themselves with God. But you know, who is it that gave people the ability to be able to, to do these things? We are all God's hands and feet. God makes us all unique with different skill sets. And he tells us to come together. He tells us to work together. So if you go to the doctor and he gives you a prescription through his know-how, his God-given know-how, and you feel better, has God still healed you? I would say yes. Things don't always go the way that we want it to. I've had some few health problems of my own. You know, I talked last week about my daughter and how she was healed very miraculously. That there was no medical intervention needed. There was no surgery required that... I asked God specifically to take that decision from me, and he did that. And he did that in a way that was even better than I could imagine because there was no longer a decision to be made. He strictly took that. So I was hoping for the same kind of favor when it came time for me to have some surgery. You know, so we spent a, a lot of time in prayer about making the problem that I had go away. And lo and behold, that it didn't. And I had to have the surgery, and the things went awry, and it was a very long and difficult recovery. But I am standing here today, and I'm pretty much all intact, and everything works as it should. So am I healed? The answer would be yes. And uh, as I think back now, you know, things are so much clearer when we look back on them because we have, in the moment, we have so many things that's driving us. We have, you know, the pain, the uncomfort, the emotions, and we just can't really see clearly about what we're doing. And I was wanting that so much that was I fully persuaded? Was I fully persuaded that God was going to take care of my needs? And He did. He did. And not only that, I don't know how many times now that I've actually been able to use this situation. I'm talking about it right now. I'm standing before you today and we're talking about this situation and hopefully I'm using it now to further the kingdom of heaven. And if that's the case, we can see God's hand in that. I have been able to minister to several different people that's went through similar situations that have fear and anxiety about upcoming procedures and situations like that. If that's the case, then we can see God's hand in it. So yes, there was some uncomfort. But you know what? Even through that, as I look back, 
the uncomfort, the difficulty, and the pain, that has grew me as a person because I have experienced some pain. I have experienced difficulty. I can be empathetic with people that's in pain, that's having troubles, having difficulties. And things don't seem quite as scary now because, you know, that was, that was pretty bad. That hurt. That hurt a lot. So what else can the world throw at me? It's built faith. We can see God's hand in it. We have to be fully persuaded. And then we have to look at things as a whole. There's more to it than just this one little segment. We, every week we expand on God. Every week we add another little piece to the puzzle and it gets a little bigger and a little more expansive. And as we start to see things come together, more pieces fit together. And... The grid becomes bigger because our information becomes more. We know more about God and who he is, and we're learning more about who our, ourselves and who we are. So we have to see how the pieces fit together. And we've been talking about ourselves, and we have to look at, at more. So we can stand here and we can say, I know that God heals, that I know that God will heal me. We can, we can do that. We can believe that part. But then, we have to look at other aspects of our lives. We were talking about how we judge others. Now, how do you think it's going to work if we're all, all consumed about our own healing that we believe that part of it, but yet, in another compartment of our lives, we're judgmental about the people that walk through our doors, walk down our streets. Uh-oh. See, because it's all inclusive. So you say you have faith, but you only have faith in this one aspect, but you don't in anything else. You only turn to God when the situation is dire. But you don't rely on God for your everyday needs. How often do we forget about those little everyday needs? You know, we just talked about, about the things that we should be asking for daily. Do we do those things? And are we doing it wholeheartedly or are we doing it as ritual? You know, we uh, hear me pray on here and it is pretty similar because of, of time restraints. We have to cover a bunch of different things. We have to 
be universal and we have to get to it. I mean, we could stand out here and we could pray all day long about the problems of the world. But that is for your individual time. My individual prayers and my public prayers are two very different things because they have two very different purposes. And if our personal life is sounding a lot like our, our public prayer life, then we might have a problem. It's almost like we're just doing it to be doing it. It's ritualistic and it's not with much purpose. We need to openly communicate with God. You know, God knows our hearts. He knows what's on it. But He wants us to converse with Him. He wants to feel what's on your heart. If we talk to individuals like we talk to God, we would have a very lonely life. We need to have that intimate and personal connection with Him. Let Him know how we feel. Let Him know what we want and in detail, in grand detail. Lay it all out there for Him. But then, but then, don't put him in a box. We put God in a box. Because we were dealing with something for so long. The illness has happened for so long. The, the disability has happened for so long. And doctors say that we don't know what's wrong. Doctors say we don't have a cure. Doctors say this is something that can't be fixed. And being not weak in faith and considering not his own body. God is bigger than our bodies. God is bigger than our circumstances. Jesus spoke and Lazarus comes shooting up out of a grave after being in there for days come shooting up there restored they beat Jesus they crucified Jesus and they put him in a tomb and three days later God said, come forth. And here's Jesus, alive and well. The power that can raise the dead. I can't think of any illness, any disease, any disability worse than dead. And God can fix that. So if God can fix dead, God can fix anything else. that you have wrong with you. So many times we hear things, maybe even some of the things I've told you up here today, that you may have trouble believing because it's outside the realm of what the world says is normal. 
and there was a, a little girl and she lost her fingertip some kind of accident i don't remember exactly the details of it, but she lost her fingertip and they took and they they uh they cleaned it up and and you know they bandaged it up and the doctor said you're going to, have to come back in six weeks or whatever to do it and and the, the little girl kept telling him that it, it's going to it's going to be fine it's going to grow back god's going to take care of it the little girl kept telling him that god's going to take care of it and the doctor's like i'm sorry these things like this do not correct themselves but the little girl said no you're wrong you don't understand my god And her father was there with her, and, and he didn't really know what to say. And, I mean, he, he believed her. And, but, you know, so many times as an adult, we teeter-totter between what God says and what the world says. And we kind of get caught in the middle and, and don't really know what to do. And we don't want to let our kids down. And we, we, we don't want to give them a false hope and, and everything. Well, in six weeks... They pulled off the band-aid, the bandages, and that fingertip looked pretty much the way it did before anything had happened to it. They uh, wasn't a link at the end for me to click and send money, and there wasn't a phone number to call, and they weren't trying to sell a book. And I've never heard from them again. It was in a pretty obscure place that it was even found. It wasn't like it was front page news. And that's usually when the things of God, when we, God's miracles, we want to suppress. We don't want, to, don't want them to see. We don't want them to hear. Do I believe it? I believe God can do it. It doesn't get any worse than dead, and God can fix dead. We can be healed. We need to look at all aspects, though. What are we doing as individuals? What are we doing as a, as a church? I'm working with a fellow that he uh, was very involved one time in the church. It was a, a grand part of his life. He had roles there. He had enjoyment there. He had a love of the Lord. And... Some circumstances happened that was beyond his control. Not his fault. But they painted him in a negative light. And because of that, you know, time has to go by. They all say that we're innocent till proven guilty. But the reality is that we're guilty till proven innocent and even after that there's still some question about it you're never fully redeemed in the eyes of the world there's always that that what if that maybe that we have we live in a, a society in a world that we would rather condemn and destroy a perfect innocent person than risk the possibility of turning loose a, a guilty one. Unless it fits a, a certain narrative of the world, unless it has to do with a certain political agenda, unless it has to do with a certain race outcome or a 
feminine outcome or a gender outcome, if it has something to do with that, that we want to push an issue, then the idea of innocence and guilt really doesn't matter anymore. Just what we want. Getting off topic there. So, anyway, during, during this time, the place that he thought he'd be safe and would be helped was quick to turn against him, to push him away. And ever since then, he's had a longing to, to get back to something like that because it was such a big part of his life. And we all know that it's something that we need, something God wants us to have. And so when you don't have it, there's a hole that needs to be filled. But it left such a mark on him that he's scared to come back. He's scared to go anywhere that something like that may happen again. And that's what we're doing. You know, we're wanting God to heal us. We're wanting God to do all these things for us. And yet, we're letting things like that happen where we're hurting others possibly beyond repair. So you see... Are we fully persuaded? We have to ask ourselves, are we fully persuaded? And it starts just with, do we believe God can do it? And we struggle with that so much as it is. But then we have to look at the the bigger things. So don't think that it's not God hearing you. God's not ignoring you. God's not taking care of you. God's letting us get ourselves in order so we can receive. Do we have that mindset to receive? And that's our individual lesson. That's our lesson as a church, that we have to do better, that we have to be fully persuaded.